Hi, everybody. This is uh, Professor Kate York. And this is Professor Amber Barnhart. We are symposium instructors. And we decided that uh, our conversations about Brave New World are usually uh, things that we think would help our students. So we thought we'd record it into many podcasts. Yes, yeah, so hopefully you enjoy. Okay, all right, Amber. So we... Uh, we finished one through three in yes. both of our classes, mm -hmm. and the first, the, that one through three was really about kind of setting the stage for how the conditioning works. Yeah, I'm going through the process of conditioning of um, having a different cast in their society and the roles that they play. Mm -hmm. So yes, chapters one through three definitely finished all of that for setting up the conditioning process. And we started to introduce ourselves to some of the characters. Yes. So I that we encountered. Yeah. I'm flipping back through the book now to kind of see who we get. I know we have. Okay. Say my friend, the lady. Say her name for me. Lenina. Lenina. Yes. Okay. So we are introduced to Lenina, and she's actually a beta. Mm -hmm. Um, and then. With Lenina, she also has a conversation with Fanny. Mm -hmm. So where they kind of go back and forth of talking about um, being with many men and how that's part of ingrained into so, their society. So they have like a locker room talk. Yes. Which exactly. is kind of flipping the script on, especially at this time period that this was written. And even I think now locker room talk is associated more with men. Yes. Yes. Um, and we already met Bernard. Right. Bernard, um, I think we met pretty much met him towards the end of chapter three. And we know that Lenina, I gotta, I gotta keep saying that name to get it right, Lenina kind of wants to, I guess, date him. In this world, it's more just like go out and then have sex. Yes. Okay. Like hookups. Hookups. Okay. Yeah. So she's interested in him and Fanny thinks he's weird. Yes. Okay. Yes, because he is, um, he's not your typical alpha. Okay. Because his his stature is stunned. Okay. Yeah, I remember that part where they said that like somebody must have put alcohol in his like. In his system. Yeah. Like, whenever he was being like. Yeah. Fucking off skewed. Yeah. When he was being, they put like 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 the joke is that he has fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. It is sad. That's like mean. You know, like I remember in high school people saying something like, "Oh, that person looks like." And then they'd say something mean, like they'd say they looked like a drug addict or like that they had been, um, you know, that they had fetal alcohol syndrome. And that's like, it shows that that's been a joke for a long time, uh, as hurtful as it is. And it needs to change. Agreed. Agreed. So, uh, yes, yeah, so we're introduced to those characters. Um, and I think. Okay. Uh, and uh, so I was just looking at my notes that I had taken in this book last time. Mm -hmm. And I had said at the end of three, I, I sort of recapped what we just said, the nighttime conditioning and that kind of like scary scene at the end where the three scenes overlap, yeah. where there's the conditioning has all the language, um, uh, Lanina and Fanny talking about their sex life mm -hmm. and Mustafa, um, talking about like how horrible things were in the past yeah so the past for them is not that far off from our world right no it isn't yeah 
because it talks about how like how horrible things were when people had mothers and loved them. Yeah, and, and being being in a family and how that's wrong to have a family. That doesn't in the beginning doesn't somebody like faint when they hear about a family? Yeah, well they faint about ha- yes, they faint about having a family, having a mother and father and how it's just it's it's horrendous. It's a terrible thing to have and it's scandalous. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like now we we might not talk about like sex, maybe the way they talk about it. That would be a little bit like ta- a taboo subject yeah. for symposium. Like you might not, you know, you might not loudly be talking with your desk mate about who you're having sex with. But but you could say something like, "Yeah, I love my mom." That wouldn't be shocking. No, it won't be shocking. But in this book, it is shocking because you're not supposed to love anybody or have a mother or a father to connect to like there's no connections on on a deeper level than yeah i like that no and that reminds me of the everyone belongs to everyone yes um theme that um, that we you know that goes with the book um and you know and it also made me think of that um you know that like the part where uh, it where it shit was the part that I'm thinking of that like where the first time we see John, which I guess is like oh never mind. that's that's too far. That's too, too far. far. Okay, we're not quite there yet. <laughs> okay. 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 Right. So why don't because I think we summed up chapters one through three pretty well for them and um, yeah. for the most part. So why don't we just kind of go on to chapter four? Got it. Five and six and okay. kind of like discuss like some of the things that caught our attention. Got it. Let me make sure that I see kind of where I ended and then mark myself so I know how far I can I can talk. Okay. Okay. Oh, chapter six is a long one. Chapter six is a really long one. Yeah. It has two parts. Okay. Um okay. I think I think though like for my notes I kind of broke down each chapter and okay. like what was more important. Like, do you want to try to do it that way for our talk? We can. Um, I know for chapter four, like we are, we really get in more depth with like Soma. Okay. And then with Bernard and Helmholtz. So, I think my class is is already going to touch on Soma, but like, let's let's kind of talk through for a second since okay. we're only at like six minutes into the podcast. Let's think what do we what is Soma and what do we think about it? It's a drug. Okay. And it's not something that, for me, that a person should take to mm-hmm. get happiness from. Okay. So um, you're totally against I'm it. I'm totally against them. I, I don't like it. I don't feel like why. It's more like substance abuse mm-hmm. to me. Um, if you're thinking about, in terms of like our culture, about taking something just to kind of like, you know, get the happy feeling, get all the other. Avoid your problems. Emotions. Yes. Um. I mean, just for the sake of podcast, let me let me take it the other way. Okay. Their their world it has this very ingrained. Like I'm going I'm going to for the sake of reading this book jump into the premise like and sort of say, well, their world's going to require it. Like they don't have any of the things that I that I think personally, me, Kate, think are the most important, like, like love and family and deeper connections. So like, of course you need something. Cause when that, when that comes in your head, when you realize 
I have nothing. I have no real, real things that I want to get high to. And it's like, it's sort of proves like it's almost like the the world controllers, like it, it makes them seem more nefarious to me because they know that people aren't really happy like this. They're controlling them with stone. They're called controlling them with stone. Yeah. So. Um, it is completely normal for them to take some. Yeah. And I mean, you'll see that too later on. I can't remember if it was in this one, but I think it might be a little bit better where Lenina wants to take someone because she's just so overcome. Yes. With yes. Ter- like seeing terrible things in front of her and she doesn't know what to do with all of those terrible visions. Yes. Well, and that, that doesn't, that's not too far off to me from a lot of the way people describe using drugs to me now. Like, oh, yes, you absolutely. know, I, I like that, you know, I, 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 don't, I try to not have a totally negative, you know, view of a certain type of drugs, prescription drugs. Right, right. And not saying that medical marijuana don't have uses and things like that, but like, recreational to avoid your problems and to just feel good like that people say that all the time like I just want to feel good like yeah but I feel like if you're going to take like a recreational drug like marijuana or like something that's prescribed by your therapist or yeah you also have to go to therapy Mm -hmm. and also talk through those emotions of how to cope with with everything that's in your environment and I think the goal would be to self manage again I, I don't want to go I, I'm not a therapist I don't want to go too hard on no. you shouldn't you you shouldn't use your prescription drugs because I think there are many times when you should but like you all in therapy you learn coping skills you do and strategies and the idea is to put things together to live a useful and productive and like and it's also the thing with happy like I, yeah I want to be happy but like also, at what cost? Like, I, I don't want to be happy and also not productive and not kind and not right. helpful. If, you, if you're going to be happy, you don't want to rely on something to make you happy. Like, you want to be able to go throughout your day and think of the skills, think of the coping skills or anything that you have worked with with somebody. Yeah. Um, instead of saying, I need to get back to my room. I need to go get this. Exactly. Um, but then again, like you said, I don't want to say, you know, recreational yeah use of marijuana or any prescription drugs that have been provided yeah. it's a bad thing it's just it's a tough one it's it is it is tough. and i think that that's a really good thing and a good reason that we give this book to freshmen because well, let's be real you're going to encounter a lot of marijuana in college oh, and thinking about it in terms of this is useful um okay oh wow we've been talking for 11 minutes oh, wow. <laughs> this might turn into an 18 minute minute um okay so so chapter four um so I, I I know that Lenina is kind of she's getting ready for her date with Bernard here, yeah. right? Yes, I think what she was what she I think they were going to the reservation. Yes. Um, to New Mexico. Yes, they had talked about that. Um, yes. and they they yeah, and they they were getting ready for their date. She was excited to see him. Uh, and like she had stuff with her too. Like, didn't she have the she had some soma. Um, and we also encounter Henry, the guy that she used to date, or somebody she had also dated. Yes, Henry Benito. I think 
Because what was so in, or Benito? Henry and but wait, those are two different guys. Yeah, Henry. Sorry, Henry Foster and Benito Hoover. Yeah, yeah. Two other dudes. Two other dudes <laughs> that she's had relations. Well, she had casual hookups with. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and then combining the two. Yes. So, so I think this is their first date. This is the one where they're going on where they're doing the golf, and then they talk about going to the reservation. Yes. So, and I think initially, didn't she turn him down? Yeah, I think it was like it was almost sort of like you know, how like when like a goth boy is like, you want to go to the graveyard and yeah. have a date. I feel like that's what kind that's of that's what kind of what yeah. Bernard did. He's like, you want to go to the reservation? And she's like, why? Why, why? would we do that? It's a terrible place. Why would you take him to a reservation? Yeah, so, yeah, well, and that's just so loaded there. Like, I, I hate saying that too because. We have a history of that in yeah. our country, putting I people bet, yes. on reservations. Um, yep. We could do a whole podcast on that, but we won't. I, I know. Um, we want to keep it, yes. you know, below twenty minutes. Exactly. Um, okay. So th- they decided. So Lennon had decided to go out on a date with Bernard, um, and I think. So wait, okay. I, I do want to stop one yeah. section that I love um, is that the part where. Uh, so remember Bernard has been talking with his friend Hemholtz. Yes. And they have both been kind of like uh, in, in that kind of like, like, you know, when two guys get together and they're like, bro, bro. And they like are trying to say something serious, uh-huh. but it's like, they have to keep it kind of like traditionally, manly, like yeah. a mass, you know, yep. yes, like yep. a manly conversation. Yes. Like you start out by talking about trucks or sports or something, and then you slowly start to work your feelings in. Yes. Um, that's, so they kind of had that conversation where Bernard was talking to Hem, to Hemholtz about what if life, what, what if things were different? And, and then when he gets on that date with, with Lenina and they're in the helicopter, he starts to bring that stuff up. Like he thinks Lenina maybe is going to understand him. And I, this is, so this is a quote I highlighted and I wanted to read it. Yes. Um, so it is page 69. So actually I I jumped ahead a little bit, maybe because I've read the book already. This is the part where he's still talking to Hemholtz and he says on page 68, I'm taking Lamina to New Mexico with me. And he says in a tone, I said as casual as I could make it. So he's trying to be really chill about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and Hemholtz at first doesn't show like he's very interested. Um, and then th- later they're talking, the two of them, they were on, a, they were in a plane together and Hemholtz said, said, this is on page 69. He says, speaking very slowly, did you ever feel as though you had something inside you that was only waiting for you to give it a chance to come out? Some sort of extra power that you aren't using, you know, like all the water that goes down the falls instead of through the turbines. And he looked at Bernard. And then Bernard says, you mean all the emotions one might feel if things were different? And that's, like, so loaded. Like, if things were different, like, if what, like, this is the first time that someone's acknowledging that maybe there's something wrong with this world. And I think it goes back to the conditioning that we mm-hmm. saw in mm-hmm. chapters one through three. It's because yeah. how the conditioning was different between the alpha, the betas, the gammas, deltas, and excellence. Because you're going to have more intellectual conversations, like, of, like, going off and thinking differently as an alpha than you will have as a beta. I, this is where I missed that we didn't show Gattaca because I know, that part because it shows 
that man, the one that finds out who I forget what his name is, Vincent, who Vincent is, but still lets him go. Uh-huh. Like he realizes he's in the wrong caste system, but still lets him go on the on the the rocket ship. Yeah. That's what I feel like happens here. Like, what if somebody? What if the thing that's wrong with Bernard was somebody didn't condition him right? Yeah. What if that's it? And the same thing with Tom Helps too. Because yeah. They both have those same thoughts. So okay, wait. I'm gonna do one more thing that Hemphill okay. says. He says. So Bernard says, oh, you mean the emotions of things were different? And Hemholtz says, he says, not quite. I'm thinking of a queer feeling I sometimes get, a feeling that I've got something important to say and the power to say it. Only I don't know what it is and I can't make any use of the power. If there was some different way of writing or something else to write about. And then he goes on and gives examples and says, but that doesn't seem enough. It's not enough for the phrases to be good. What you make with them ought to be good, too. Like, this sounds like journalistic integrity. This sounds like every, every like, country that's gone wrong has had some type of person that, like, breaks the news through writing and reporting. Yeah. And yeah. And I feel like even, like, in our country, we are seeing the same thing. Like, every single day. Yeah. That, that like, that that is so apt for what we're doing right now. Like, the line where he says... Uh, like, I feel like I have power, but I haven't used it. How much does that apply to students? Like, think of the immense power our students have. Oh, they have, and they don't recognize it sometimes. Yeah. Until, like, a little bit later. Yeah, well, I mean, that's part of college. That's opening your eyes to... Finding out who you are, learning about yep. yourself, so that way, whenever you leave college, or even in college, you can yeah. voice your, your emotions, your expressions, like, different things. Yeah, uh, so I think... Actually, I think we're going to have to do one chapter per podcast because we're already at time. So okay. we, okay. we clearly have so much to say. Is there anything? So. Is there, so that was that's very near the end of the page. Yeah. So I think for chapter four, we pretty much covered quite yeah. a bit of like what was happening in that chapter. Soma and Bernard and Hemholtz and about how um, um, the, the thoughts they are expressing that is quite yeah. different than what they've been conditioned. Yeah. And it's, it's setting them up for the, I guess, the trouble that they're going to get into. We see how different they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's anything else. Uh, I think, don't they, don't they do end up kind of like passed out on the couch at the end of this? Because he, I remember, because he said he passed his hand over his eyes, his side. Uh, yeah. And then they like fell asleep, which, which kind of goes back to the original, like, bro sort of thing like they had this really deep conversation and then they just took a nap together on the couch how many like how many of your guy friends do you know did that (laughs) like all the time time. so yeah anyway okay okay we're at 19 minutes or so um thanks for listening chapter four and a very brief summary of chapters one through three (laughs) so thank you for listening all right see you next time